As we continue our endurance journey here on 32GI Sports Nutrition, Mark Wolf has been looking at the various aspects of what an endurance athlete needs. And that doesn't just refer to when you exercise, because when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to diet, it is a lifestyle. It's about every day. We've talked previously about the macronutrients, and we've touched quite extensively on protein, a fantastic podcast. I'll put a link up to that if you haven't seen it. But today we're moving from protein to carbohydrates, which, Mark, you know, there's been a lot in recent years of people looking to eat more fats and eating more sort of protein and cutting down on the carbohydrates. But it's a lot more complex than that, isn't it? They are there is a need and a place for carbohydrates. And what you need to do rather is be able to break up um, between your different kinds of carbohydrates and realize what you need. Well, Dave, I think carbohydrates are still very important in anyone's diet. And, you know, I, I break carbohydrates into sort of two factions, the one being your healthy carbohydrates. And we'll touch on that first. Those are your carbohydrates that have a very low net uh, let's say, uh, carbohydrate value, in other words, higher in fiber, and those come in the form of very healthy vegetables, uh, can come in the form of some fruits, but mainly very healthy vegetables, things like broccoli, asparagus, cauliflower, uh, kale, spinach, all these types of things that people maybe love to hate, uh, but they really do provide health benefits, and those cannot be cut out of a diet. They're very, very important in actual fact, especially for immune system strength and overall health, uh, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, etc. You get that from a lot of those what I call healthy carbohydrates. If we're looking at some of the fruits, I mean, yes, fruits definitely do give rise to blood sugar. But again, it depends on what kind of fruits you're eating and in the quantities that you're actually eating them in. And I wouldn't say then go cut out fruit either because fruit also has very, very good healthy benefits. I mean, we know that they're also high in antioxidants. And we know that fruits also loaded with very, very good minerals and vitamins. So a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to cut out carbohydrates um, and I'm just going to go on, let's say, a banting diet. And I'm not knocking the ketogenic uh, uh, community now because as a lot of people know that I was ketogenic for about three years. I'm just saying that carbohydrates do play a very important role. And the problem with carbohydrates is, is that if I look at the second section of carbohydrates, which I'm going to touch on now, those are what I call earned carbohydrates, and those are the carbohydrates that do give a big rise to blood sugar. And there you're looking at more your starches, your grains, etc., and some of the fruits, things like grapes, things like dried fruits, etc. All these things do give rise to blood sugar, but again, it's also related to the quantities that you eat them in. So, you know, if I go and have a tablespoon of wild rice, for example, I don't think it's going to cause a rise in my blood sugar. But if I go and eat a whole bowl of wild rice, well, actually, yes, it is going to cause uh, a rise in blood sugar. So, again, we're not just looking at uh, at, um, at what we're eating, but we're also looking at the volumes of what we're eating, and you need to put that into perspective. I fully believe that as an endurance athlete, endurance athletes have to be fat efficient. So, yes, very important to be able to burn fat and very important to be able to be very efficient at burning fat in order to spare glycogen. But from a performance perspective, carbohydrates do play a crucial role. And it has been scientifically proven that when you consume carbohydrates, you're able to put in a higher percentage effort. Asky Jokendrup, very famous sports scientist from Europe, he's actually done what's called the mountains test. Even just rinsing with a carbohydrate and spitting it out has shown to cause a improvement in performance. And so I would say that most athletes that are very successful athletes are very good at metabolizing fats and being very fat efficient, but at the same time, 
that are extremely efficient at metabolizing carbohydrates and utilizing them as well. So I think you need the best of both worlds. I just think everything in moderation, you need to find what works best for you. When it comes to carbohydrates, again, there's also certain uh, vitamins that are water-soluble vitamins, so those are much better absorbed, maybe in a carbohydrate environment, and I can use sort of vitamin C as an example, uh, where if you look at something like a vitamin B, which is a fat-soluble vitamin, and there you would require a fat in order to be able to enhance the absorption rate of that. So both play very crucial roles. I don't think that it either should be cut out completely from a diet. Again, a person needs to find out what works for them, but the reason that carbs have got a bad rap is because people overconsume carbohydrates, and I also think they're overconsuming what I call unnatural or processed carbohydrates, which are very unhealthy over the long term. So, Mark, let's talk. I mean, you touched briefly on healthy carbohydrates, but uh, if people are now trying to wrap their minds around this, because as you said, with their own carbohydrates, uh, people associate carbohydrates more with the sort of the processed grains and, and looking at rices. But when you're talking about healthy carbohydrates, what are some good examples of that? Well, a healthy carb, like I mentioned earlier, it's a carbohydrate that doesn't give a big rise to blood sugar. I mean, things like Brussels sprouts, things like mushrooms, things like tomatoes, things like um, asparagus, kale, spinach, watercress, Swiss chard. There's so many green leafy vegetables and multicolored vegetables, even peppers that are out there. There's so many different types of what I call, um, and you can call them greens if you want, which to me are very high fiber foods which uh, are, are actually what I classify as a healthy carb, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with consuming those because they're not going to cause weight gain. In actual fact, they've got very good health benefits to any individual. And looking at sort of eating them in their raw state, I know a lot of people like to do that, especially with greens. Some people don't like the taste of sort of raw green vegetables and cooking it. You know, in, in terms of nutrition and diet, is there a huge difference? What sort of way should you prepare, be preparing healthy carbs in general? It's an excellent question because, in actual fact, the way you prepare food can ultimately determine on absorption rates, etc. Uh, spinach for wine, you should actually steam. You'll probably get better nutrients out of steaming spinach than just eating it raw. Um, just as an example, uh, an interesting example that I use with a lot of athletes is if you take a potato um, and you boil it or you steam it, um, you'll get a lower rise in blood sugar. But if you bake a potato, you'll get an excessive rise in blood sugar. So those are two different cooking methods where one gives you a sugar bomb and the other one doesn't give you a quick sugar release like a, like a, in, in a boiled or a steamed format. And the reason being is, is that when you bake a potato, okay, what actually happens is, is that all the moisture leaves the potato, obviously it evaporates out of there and it becomes very concentrated sugar molecules within it. And in the same tone, if you have a look at uh, eating a whole orange or actually drinking orange juice, it's the same thing. You know, an orange, because of the fiber, because of the fleshy fruit, if you eat an orange or a grapefruit, it's absolutely fine. But if you go and squeeze the juice out of that fruit, in actual fact, you're actually causing a concentrated juice mix, which is basically very, very high in sugar. So eating fruits in their natural form, is obviously very, very important, and each food has obviously got a different type of a attribute based on the way that you prepare that food as well. Mark, looking at the so-called earned carbs then, you know, you, if you're doing this big bulk of training and you're utilizing a, a lot of energy and a lot of glucose and, and eating through sort of your carbohydrates very quickly, what sort of, um, you know, carbs should we be looking at in terms of earned carbs? You know, if you're looking at something like pasta or rice, is it always better to go sort of for a sort of a whole wheat uh, or a sort of brown version? And what are the sort of 
processed carbohydrates that people should really look to avoid? Look, so I, I actually don't eat starch at all. Um, to me, it is, in a way, it's a processed carbohydrate. I, I actually don't touch it. But, um, but, but carbohydrates that I do eat are things like quinoa, spelt, millet. Um, you know, those to me are, are, are natural grains. And I also look at the higher protein grains and the higher fiber grains because to me, those are a lot healthier. Uh, we know quinoa's got a higher protein content than most other grains. Millet's got a very good one. Sorghum's also an excellent form of a grain. So, so these are the type of grains that I personally look at. I don't like to look at processed grains. And somebody once said to me, is there a difference between one oat and the next? And yes, 100% there is. A steel-cut oats and a rolled oats or a processed oats, they're very, very different in, in how the body's going to respond to when you actually consume them. So when it comes to processed carbohydrates, I say definitely stay away from them. When it comes to what you touched on now about training and, and earned carbohydrates, without a doubt, we've got two fuel tanks, uh, as you know, in the body. Actually, we've got three, but let's look at the major two, which is uh, fat and, uh, and glycogen. And we know that if you're doing exercise over a long period of time, you will deplete your glycogen tank. doesn't matter how fat efficient you are. You might deplete it at a slower rate, but you will deplete your glycogen tank. And if you're doing high-intensity uh exercise, you'll deplete your glycogen tank at a higher rate. And there again, it doesn't matter how fat efficient you are, if you're going at a very high intensity, you're still going to burn off a high rate of glycogen. How do you replenish your glycogen? Quite simple. You've earned a carbohydrate and you need to eat it. So you need to actually take in carbohydrates to help replenish those glycogen stores as quickly as possible. You cannot go and just say, I'm going to eat fat and get my glycogen stores back up to where they are. An athlete that wants to perform at a high intensity and wants these performance gains He's going to have to use his rocket fuel tank, which is your glycogen fuel tank, and he is going to have to consume carbohydrates in order to be able to support those efforts. Um, you know, if you're going at a very pace-controlled, uh, aerobic sort of zone where you're getting a lot of oxygen into the system and you are predominantly burning fat, well, then, yes, you can eat a lower-carb diet, and there's absolutely no problem with doing that because you won't need to top up your glycogen stores and replenish them as much as you would if you were going at a higher intensity. So basically what I'm saying is, is that depending on the kind of exercise that you're doing or the kind of exercise that you're going to do, that will ultimately determine the structure of your meal, whether you should have earned carbohydrates in that meal, whether you can have fat and, uh, and uh, lower that earned carbohydrates in that meal, will ultimately be determined by the kind of effort that you put in during an exercise session and also the duration of that exercise session. And somebody says to me, well, how do I know if I'm burning fat or if I'm burning carbohydrates? And it's quite simple. If I'm doing exercise and I'm battling to breathe, I can honestly tell you, you're probably burning a lot more glycogen than you are fat. And the reason being is, is that you need oxygen for the fat to ATP conversion process. If you're breathing very, very controlled and you're getting a lot of oxygen in and you can talk while you're exercising, well, then you're obviously going to be in more of an aerobic zone and you obviously have the ability to burn off a higher rate of fat, so then you don't need to consume carbohydrates, rather support the fat burn, and uh, and that's how you would be able to manage both of those. So really, your food needs to revolve around your training, and specifically what I've been focusing on around the earned carb section is you need to utilize those for recovery and the amount that you consume, and when you consume it will ultimately depend on the kind of workouts that you've actually done. On that note, Mark, we're going to leave it there. In terms of carbohydrates and earned carbohydrates and healthy carbohydrates, we will look at that more closely at uh, endurance and what sort of um, quantities and products that you can use around uh, your sessions to help supplement your diet. 32GI.
leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.